no, no plunder on TV will ever get a job again. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the 40-yard switch, episode 108, if I am not mistaken. Once again, we are live watching a match, the uh, last of the round of 16 games. France are up 3-0 on Morocco, so it's looking like they will be the ones to face Australia on Saturday evening. As always, I am your host, Jasper Woody Woodson, and alongside me, in the couch opposite me, is Wilbur Lukes. How are you, my man? Going well. Going well. This uh, this tournament's really hotting up. It certainly is. It certainly it's, it's is. It's delivering. It's delivering. Yes. On, on both fronts, because while there is a stat that came out where there's, nine, uh, there's been nine nil draws, which is the most uh, of... Which is not, sorry, not the most, but it's um, the, more than the last, like, six World Cups combined. Um, True. But... Wait, That's, combined or yeah, from like nineteen nine to two thousand and nineteen. Um, so yeah, it's quite impressive. Uh, some would say, "Yo, it's so boring," but it's actually a testament to how good defenses have become. But then you've all, we've also had plenty of goals to talk about throughout mm. this tournament as well. So it's been a, a healthy mix of de- de- defense and offense. Yeah, and I think lots of um, surprises, upsets, a um, lot of good goals. Just all round great spectacle. Yeah, it's, for been, sure. it's been amazing. Big crowds. I think they're smashing record breaking crowds, record breaking TV numbers as well. And uh, yeah, speaking of upsets, four of the uh, top ten nations in the world are out. True. Well, uh, Germany, Brazil, USA. Oh, USA and Canada. Oh yeah, true. So yeah, um, but yes, where, where we left off last. We- week was we were almost through to the end of the group stage and we gave some round of 16 predictions but then uh the last few games of the group stage didn't particularly didn't perhaps go how we thought they would yeah well obviously attended the uh brazil jamaica game last Mm -hmm. wednesday a day after recording the last pod um i think we both predicted that brazil would kind of get the job done there um and you know they they were probably the better they they played probably a bit better, especially in the first half. Mm. But Jamaica, you know, also played very well to hold them in that second half. And yeah, just just threw a lot of bodies in the box, just made it really hard for Brazil to operate in tight spaces. And in and, and like they sort of rode their luck and rode the storm a little bit in the first half. But then Brazil a little bit disappointing in the second half. Didn't really create much of note until about maybe eighty five minutes gone. Yeah, I think given the. You know what was at stake in that game? Mm. It, it was it was a bit surprising how they how they came out there. But um, yeah, I think full credit to Jamaica and yeah for a team that I think as we mentioned in the build up, you know had had all of the issues with the, with funding and stuff and had a GoFundMe campaign to to get here. Apparently, um, yeah, it's just a, a, a ridiculous result to get out of the group. Yeah, incredible that had those teams in it. And then the following day. We saw uh, South Korea hold Germany and Morocco, surprisingly, beating Colombia to send the Germans packing and have the World Cup debutants Morocco topping the group. Wild. Which was just, who had that on their bingo card? Because not me, <laughs> that's for sure. I mean, especially after what happened in the opening game against Germany yeah. and Morocco. Like, yeah, crazy. And as someone who watched that entire game at the stadium, Morocco looked so devoid of so many things that you would think they would need to succeed at a tournament yeah uh like defense from crosses defense from set pieces just totally at sea uh in defensive shape and open play but it i don't know what clicked for them but it, it clicked and they went on and won the next two games one nil against Korea and Colombia. so hats off to them although it seems to be as we're now watching live that's maybe a step too far to beat france but a yeah. massive achievement can't be understated yeah um yeah obviously one of like the lowest ranked team to 
to feature at the tournament. The second the lowest group, it's ridiculous. outside of Zambia, yeah. The other one that happened on the Wednesday night was South Africa beating Italy in the last minute. That was also was, huge. Yeah, yes. which was a crazy game. Um, I remember us, we were at Dumplings before the before the, the Brazil-Jamaican game, game and be like, oh my God, South yeah. Africa just scored, 93rd minute. <laughs> and then caught the replay of the winning goal. Um, but yeah, that was awesome. And to see uh, South Africa get out of the group was, yeah was awesome another yeah so first so south africa and nigeria the first two african nations to make it through to the round of 16 yeah yeah um and yeah so that concluded the group stage and the round of 16 was underway uh as i had to think about that for half a second um and the first two games kind of went how we saw them going if, if we're honest switzerland were probably the least convincing uh nation to go through um with their, albeit not that convincing, 2-0 win over the Philippines and then two nil draws against um, Norway and New Zealand. I mean, yes, you could say that they had they didn't concede a goal throughout the group stage, but I didn't expect much from them against the very highly technical Spain. Yeah. And, yeah, it was sort of over by half-time. Yeah, it was interesting, though, because I, I think Spain weren't, you know, quite as convincing as we expected them to be in the group stage, mm. um, but they definitely were on the night. But I, I also think that, like Switzerland's shot themselves in the foot a little bit in that game. Like they didn't play well. No, I think yeah, for one of the goals they got caught playing out from the back. Um, yeah, Spain played decently, but Switzerland were not up to it on the night. But yeah, yeah. But I also think yeah, the only time. The the goal that they scored and which was only really the only the only offensive highlight that Switzerland had for the entire game was just a crazy Spain own goal. Yeah, I just don't think Switzerland were ever a chance to win that. Yeah, yeah like they shot themselves in the foot, like, and then then coupled with the fact that they shot themselves in the foot, it was just probably made the scoreline a bit uglier than it might, it might have been. But like they were never going to be the ones to, you know, um, make some make some waves against that Spain side. Yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, Parryuwe played really well. Um, yeah. Created a loss down the left, and Bon yeah, Matty, Bon Matty, obviously yeah. with the two goals. I think and she's very equal. good feet in the box. Yeah, like not the, for, not for the first time too. I think her goal very reminiscent of her goal against Costa Rica in the opening game. Yeah, sort of shifting onto her left and then scoring. I think she's potentially she's either one behind for the Golden Boot or she's tied for the Golden Boot currently. Bon Matty, so true. Yeah, definitely a name that didn't didn't know that much about going into the tournament, but she's 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 doing very and, well. And and yet another reason why we love to be learning on the job. Yeah. Uh, next was yeah another result we saw kind of saw coming. Um, we thought and Norway did put up a pretty good fight, as we kind of did also potentially think that, that as they sort of grew into the tournament they might, but Japan just too good in the end. Yeah. Um, yeah, Norway uh, f- seemed to, from my mind, just sort of like parked the bus a fair bit and got and, and then scored from a really nice set piece but yeah japan swift ball movement just no no match really yeah i think i think it's a result that we've come to expect um as as the tournament's played out but i think going into it definitely didn't expect japan to be so prolific and mm. so free scoring yeah in basically every one of their games obviously that massive result against spain and then yeah, to beat Norway, to to win a game five one in the round of sixteen is yeah. And to be different. fair, Norway are the first team to even score a goal against them. So mm. they're currently fourteen goals, one conceded in four games, which is pretty nuts. Yeah. Uh, then next we had. Oh, I'm drawing a blank here. Netherlands, South. Africa. Netherlands, South Africa. Yes, uh, South Africa definitely made a good showing of it. Um, and their star striker, Katla? Katlana. Katlana, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, she put herself about really well, gave, you know, created a number of opportunities for herself. But again, yeah, Netherlands probably just showing their quality a little bit in the end. Yeah. I think, yeah, it was kind of two pieces of pretty av- like average defending from yeah, the, South Africa. The dual road goal, especially. For the goals. Um, yeah, Katlana put herself um, about very well, but... I think, yeah, Netherlands just in the end were just a bit more composed in the big moments. And I think that's, yeah, that's basically the story of the game. And just the sign of, you know, 
players who are used to playing at this end of the tournament yeah versus players that maybe and also just overall a, a, on paper a better team than South Africa I mean credit to them for making it this far but yeah yeah um, definitely it, yeah definitely a historic tournament for, for them mm. yeah uh, and then we had the USA and, Sw- and Sweden yeah and oh, when we talk about exciting nil all draws that was one of them yeah that um, was ridiculous the USA to their credit did dominate most of the op- most of the 90 minutes yeah um but Musovic in in the goal for uh, for Sweden, possible probably I'm not even going to say probably the best goalkeeping performance we will see at this World Cup. Uh, I'm almost certain of it. Um, Eleven saves in total, at least three or four saves where you're like that was world class. Um, the one off Lindsay Horan in the second half, most notably. Yeah, that one down to her left, and uh, yeah, the one down to her right, and then there was that header. From yeah. close range that she saved. Yeah, both from Lindsay Horan, actually, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, just incredible. I think, yeah, early in the game as well, she kind of came up for line, line well and like broke down a chance. She was just, yeah, she was immense. Incredible. 11 saves total for the match. Um, and, yeah, easily, easily player of the match. And then the penalty shootout. <laughs> yeah. Um, wait, so did USA miss all? No, they they scored the first three. And Sweden scored, and then they're up three two, and then Sweden missed one, oh, and then true. America missed the next. Rapino. America missed missed the next three. No, America missed two. Sweden missed one, so there was four missed penalties in a row. Yeah. Then America, then Sweden scored to make it three all, and then America missed again. Yeah. Uh, so America, yeah, missed three penalties in a row. Yeah. And then Sweden scored to win it. By a millimetre. By a millimetre, yes. Sorry, we can't even forget about that. Uh, Alyssa Nair, who had already saved one penalty and done pretty well throughout the game um, as well. It was definitely a game of two goalkeepers. Uh, Almost saved the penalty from... I can't remember. Lena Hertig. Yeah. Uh, But then, yes, the ball tipped up and by a mere millimetre crept over the line. And she couldn't believe it, but goal line, goal line technology does not lie, and Sweden were through. Yeah, wild. So you called it USA, USA to go out, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like they—they they definitely like that's what I mean. Like the game they played overall again in the ninety minutes against Sweden was probably the best they'd looked mm. in the tournament. But it just—it just didn't click offensively for them. Like yes, they like, some very good saves, but like didn't do enough over the course of ninety minutes to. To really, you know, yeah, uh, and then yeah, look, aging stars in Alex Morgan and Megan Rapinoe are probably not as clinical as they once were. Um, Alex Morgan had a handful of chances. Megan Rapinoe didn't look amazing when she came on, but again, I'm not going to criticize her because she's 37. Um, you know, yeah. as France score again, Eugene Lesomer for her goal. second, and it's four nil. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a I suppose a bit of a sour way for um, Rapino to go out missing missing a penalty in the shootout. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I doubt it's gonna put any sort of stain on her career. No, she still she she still retires as one of the greatest players of the last twenty or so years. Yeah, yeah, up there, probably not, maybe not revered as highly as the likes of Marta, but definitely up there for sure. Yeah, definitely iconic in the in yeah. I think. Game. I don't think... She, no, she is a Ballon d'Or winner. She's about 2019 Ballon d'Or winner. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think, yeah, obviously USA were dominant and Sweden did, didn't create much no. from open play again. Which is surprising because they had looked very good in, in, in other games. Yeah. I I looked into it a little bit. Oh, yeah? <laughs> um, against Against South Africa, they scored one goal from a corner, one goal from open play. Italy... Two goals from open play, three goals from set pieces, all from corners. Mm-hmm. Argentina, one goal from open play, and then one penalty, which they won from a corner uh-huh. set piece. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, they're going to struggle a lot more against uh, the USA and struggle to break them down a lot, but they have been relying quite heavily on set pieces. On, on their strength from set pieces to get most of the results that they And the USA are got. a strong team at defending those. Yeah, exactly. So... Yeah, I I think, I mean, I I think they'll probably retain that sort of aerial advantage against Japan. Um, Interestingly, it might be 
a very interesting game because of like like Japan are probably better and are going to create more on the ball, but like will they struggle height wise in the box? Yeah, exactly. Like two very clashing styles. Yeah, and is Musevich going to have another like ridiculous game again? And true, and and be the difference defensively. But yeah, it's going to be that's going to be a very interesting um, semi final, no quarter final. Yeah, uh, and then. The following day, we had the last two... Oh, last night, sorry. We had uh, two more exciting uh, quarter, uh, round of 16 ties. The first of which, uh, England. Again, uh, similar to the Sweden-USA game, the team that was probably not the better team on the night went through in the end. Yeah. Uh, Nigeria were up and about uh, for a large parts of that game and probably had the better of the... Maybe in the end, over the course of nine minutes, it was it was pretty equal share of the chances. But definitely, their pressing and constant energy um, really disrupted England's flow. Uh, they were a threat from the counter. They were a threat from set pieces. Uh, and Ayinde, uh, the defensive midfielder for Nigeria, absolutely marked Lauren James out of the game, which frustrated her so much that it resulted her to lash out against a different player um, and get sent off. Which, but then England seemed to look. Almost like of the better side when they had ten men, mm. ten players. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, that was a pr- pretty ridiculous uh, brain fade from from Lauren James. Yeah, no, I, 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 it was and it was bad, but I also don't think. And I've seen, thankfully, I've seen a fair bit of good discourse about this. I, I, she's twenty one. She's young in her first ever World Cup. I think it's a bad mistake, but it is just that it's a mistake. I don't think it's gonna like. It's yeah. like I think she'll put it behind her, and she'll be. Did Wayne Rooney do that at the World Cup? Wayne Rooney well? and David Beckham have yeah, both kicked both, out. Both did that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it happens. It's heat at the moment. Like you said off air, it's white line fever. Yeah, and I think she'll come back a better player for it. Yeah, and it's sometimes you know that competitive spirit doesn't like exist in a vacuum. Yeah, you know, like yeah, it can it can spill over. Probably part of what makes her a good player. Um, and then Australia. Yeah. The Matildas. Uh, I mean, all in all, apart from the pretty, maybe a kind of nervy over opening 20 minutes where Denmark looked all right, pretty comfortable in the end. Yeah. Yeah, they weren't really challenged that much. It was a lot of get the ball to uh, Penilla Harder and see yeah. what she can do, and she couldn't really produce on the night. Um, she had a couple of good chances, but yes, it was all fired directly at uh, the keeper or wide. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good goals from Ford scored the first one. Yep, and and, and Razo, Razo, yeah, the, the Caitlin Ford goal and the Mary Fowler pass that preceded it was just, just class. Oh world, yeah, world class. Yeah, that so pass good. was crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Australia seemingly getting better and better and better since the uh, Nigeria scare. And minutes in, um, in the legs of Sam Kerr. You gotta get minutes in the legs. <laughs> As I was crying out for it last night when they potentially weren't going to bring her on. But yes, minutes in the lake for Sam Kerr and that calf didn't seem to be irritating her. Uh, so yes. And then finally tonight we've seen Colombia uh, beat Jamaica, ending the Reggae Girls fairy tale. But their fairy tale continues. Uh, 1-0 with a strike, a 51-51st minute, minute strike from Catalina Uzme. And now, like we've said in this game, it's 15 minutes to go of regulation time, 4-0 to France. So... If we have to to recap, it'll, the, the quarterfinals will consist of. Uh, let's go. Let's work backwards because we're here now. <laughs> France versus Australia at five pm on Saturday. England versus Colombia at eight thirty pm on Saturday. Then we'll have Japan, Sweden, Japan, Sweden, five thirty on Friday, and, and Spain play the Netherlands at, at 11, 11, o'clock. eleven o'clock on Friday, which. Yeah, great games all around. All of them will be really, really great to watch. Um, I guess what there's nothing left for us to do except for give our th- predictions. Yeah, so when we record the next pod, it'll be... Um, Just before the semifinals? Yeah, the the, the first semifinal is on the next, next Tuesday night at 6pm. Oof, interesting. So, um, Spain-Netherlands. Uh, I think this is the toughest one to to pick out of all of them, to be honest. Um, I think Spain. I think Spain. Will really, my, my gut's saying Netherlands. I think. 
Oh, as Diani goes close for a fifth for France. Like Netherlands, obviously. So they got the draw with the USA, mm. and I mean they they beat South Africa two 0 but didn't look overly convincing and were pushed at times. Mm. I don't know. I'm just currently more convinced by Spain. They've had a few kind of big wins. Building, and then also seem to be building into Japan the tournament. as well. Yeah, true. True. That's why I think it's hard to read. I, I, my gut is saying Netherlands, but I, it's close. And I think if it, it's it could be if we could it could be one of those games that goes to extra time again. Yeah. So Spain or Netherlands? Yeah, that's that's. I like that we're differing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll go Netherlands. Uh, if if I had to, if we had to push each other for a score on that one, um, I'm gonna go one all, and Netherlands wins on penalties. On penalties. Say 2-1. To Spain? Yeah. Normal time? Yeah. Okay. Regulation. Then we've got Sweden versus Japan. Now, the clash of styles. I do think Japan probably wins this. Yeah, I think I think Japan. Yeah, like, I, I, as, 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 as t- much taller as Sweden are, I'm not sure... Like, the, the conversion rate from corners is like, like 1 to 6 or 7 a game uh, for Sweden. Yeah. I'm just not sure if they'll be able to do enough with set pieces to beat Japan who in open play are just incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. And I mean, I'm sure all of the Japanese coaching staff will be well aware of that strength. And, Mm. you know, you can do things to counter it even if you don't necessarily have the aerial. Um, But it will be interesting to see if, if Sweden can just like soak up the pressure and defend like they did against the States and then they just dominate in set pieces how that how the like the narrative of the change if they get like an early goal from a corner then how the narrative of that, of that changes if they just start to clog up the space and defend ten behind the ball yeah 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 I I do think Japan will be too strong yeah yeah I'd probably say I'm just, like me deciding on whether or not I think Sweden Sweden are going to score a goal is based literally based on if or not if I see them scoring from a corner or not. I'm gonna say they do, but I'm gonna say Japan win two one. Yeah, end. I was I was thinking three one. I think Sweden will score. Yeah, most likely from a corner. Okay, cool. Uh, all right, then we've got the Matildas against France. Actually, this might even be as hard to predict as the Netherlands Spain game. To be honest, I'm going with Australia. You're going with Australia. Narrow two one. Narrow two one victory. I don't, I don't know. France look really good. They look really good. The only game they've really struggled was against Jamaica. They've looked good in every other game. I mean, obviously, it's tough to go against the hosts and, you know, one of the two uh, nations I support. But... I just have a gut feeling that... It might. Mm, I can't shake it. <laughs> You're sitting squarely on the fence here. Uh, I had, no, I have a gut feeling that it might be a step too far for Australia. I'm not going to lie. And, you know, if they win, I'll be thrilled. But scoreline? <laughs> I'm going to go France in extra time. 2 1. 2 1. Okay, cool. Can't believe you're betting against the Matildas. Yeah, well, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't pick them to win the whole thing. So, true, I did. Um, England, Colombia. I think I'm going to pick Colombia to win this. Really, two-one. Uh, In- interesting. Yeah. Well, what's made you say that? I mean, England didn't really look up for it um, in uh, the Nigeria in, game. in the Nigeria game. Colombia have like a pretty hectic. Um, what what seems to be a pretty hectic supporter base over here everywhere yeah. they go to play um and i'm i'm just ready for the fairy tale i'm still back on my girls um i think we can get it done i think um obviously not having lauren james will hurt but uh, i just i i back serena Vigman to to think of a game plan that could that, that'll work if if that means ella Toon coming back in if that and a change of formation from the three at the back um We'll see, but yeah, I think 
I think there'll also be a bit of a wake-up call from the Nigeria game. True. Uh, I think they were better in the second half and extra time. So I think, yeah, I think tactically, uh, I think we'll, we'll be all right. Um, I'd just say the goals have been very, very dry for the Lionesses this tournament. Outside save of Save for Lauren out, James. Outside of Lauren James, yeah. And I think without that X factor, I think yeah, they've, they've struggled to make things happen. It's true. But I also... Mm, yeah. Yeah, it's true, but I don't know. I just... I, uh, you don't um, want to bet against him. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna back him. Like, I, like, Colombia have, have been good, but I also don't. I, I, I think they were tested against Germany, but I don't think Germany played very well against them at all. Like, I watching that game, I was like, what are Germany doing? Yeah. And then, and then I, out, yeah. outside of that, they haven't been an overly high scoring team for the re- for the entirety of the rest of the tournament. Mm. And they also lost one 0 to Morocco. Yeah. So, I'd back England's experience in latter stages of tournament football. And the tactical know-how of Serena Vigman to yep. get it done. Uh, I'm probably going to say England win 1-0. One 1-0. Nil. One nil. Mm. Scrape by. Mm. So there you have it. So that means... I don't know who faces each other. Wait, hang on. It will be uh, the winner of the Australia-France game will play the winner of the England-Columbia game. So it could be Australia versus England in the semi. And yeah. then, uh, obviously, the other two games play each other. Yeah. So probably... Yeah. Japan, Spain. There you go. There you have it. There you have it. All right. Well, switching gears. We'll see how it uh, pans out. But yes, yeah, switching gears because not only are the quarterfinals this weekend, but the return of a certain English Premier League and uh, the other five European leagues, or maybe not all five of them. I know La, La Liga is back. I think the Bundesliga starts a week or so later. Mm. Uh, but yes, the Premier League is back. Uh, 5 a.m. on Saturday morning, Man City will play Burnley in the curtain raiser, and then later Premier on Saturday, League football back at Turf Moor. Yeah, and uh, later on Saturday uh, in the evening, 9:30 p.m., uh, halfway through the England uh, Columbia game, Arsenal will get it underway against Nottingham Forest. But and then and, Everton, and then Everton and then at midnight, <laughs> Everton will get underway in their final season at Goodison Park against Fulham. Uh, and so yeah, well, it's it feels like no time has passed at all, but we're back, um, and we are here like we do every season to give you our Premier League predictions. I do feel like this one has crept up, so I think it, with the with with the World Cup being on it, we just it's just been out of our minds um, yeah. a little bit because we've only ever really been talking about transfers. Like I've vaguely followed our preseason form, but uh, not really. Um, mm. Like I haven't been watching the games; I've just been watching the odd highlight. Uh, all right, so uh, truth be told, we're not fully a because we haven't really had a chance to like pay attention too much, but b because it's just kind of hard to pick some of these uh, with how close the league is probably going to shape out to be this year. So truth be told, I am going to be deciding my uh, champion and my player of the season on the spot, um, but and also the order of my top four because the champion and the top four are the first two. What we're going to go for. Um, so in no in no particular order, uh, I've got Man City, Arsenal, Liverpool, Man United as my top four. Your top four. What's your top four? Do you want it in order? Have you got it in order? <laughs> I've got it. In oh, order. There you go. Arsenal. Oh shit! <laughs> as champions, Man City second, United third, and Liverpool fourth. Yep. Okay. Um, <laughs> so this is where it comes into it. It's tricky. Like. I feel like if, if I wasn't an Arsenal fan, I would pick Arsenal to be the champion. But the pessimistic Arsenal fan in me is like, nah, there's no way that we're going to fuck it up somehow. Mm. I still think most people would be... Most people are picking City. Like, to, yeah, to probably. Do but again. I just yeah. think that they, they've, they've, they haven't gotten better like they have in other seasons. Mm. Like in the, in the transfer market, I mean. Like they, they, they may keep Kyle Walker, they may lose him. Um, which I think the loss of Riyad Mahrez and is Gundogan. huge. And Gundogan, yeah, and yeah. Gundogan. Because yeah. I saw in the Community Shield, it was Cody Palmer that started at right wing instead of Riyad yeah. Mahrez, and then Kovacic for Gundogan. I think, yeah, that Cole, is a... Cole I think, Palmer. Huh? Cole Palmer, sorry. <laughs> Cole Palmer. And while I think Cole Palmer will have somewhat of a breakout year this year with, with the more he's integrated into the team, it's still a step down from arguably the best one of the best wingers of the past 10 years. Mm, yeah. Uh, and as good as I think Kovacic is, Gundogan is... One of the best midfielders in the world. Yeah, miles better. Yeah, 
Um, so I just don't think they've. I, I, I think at the moment City are banking on like not falling off too much in the in the in the midfield and defense department, while also banking on ha- um, Harland just continuing on his ascension to be one of the best players of all time. Yeah, yeah. Which could very well happen, but I don't know. It, it doesn't. I feel like the other teams have caught up more than they've stayed ahead. Mm. And I mean, and KDB has had his, you know, injury kind of issues over the last few seasons. And Gundogan has always stepped into that role. And, and you know, he played such a big role in, in their, you know, lead up to the title last year. I think that's huge. Ria Mares is obviously, you know, one of the best um, players in the Premier League over the last few seasons. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I I do think they're gonna feel their absences a bit, but yeah, like you say, they could easily just very yeah. turn around and be just as good as they were last yeah. season. Yeah, I also think that if Liverpool finally wrap up the signing of Romeo Lavia, they are a smoky for the title. Mm-hmm. I'm not kidding. Like I like I said it when they signed Shobazlai. I said that midfield revamp is going really well. They've got rid of old laboring players in Henderson and Fabinho and James Milner and they're bringing in fresh new hard running players with with a lot of and like players with with an eye for goal now if they bring in Lavia who's got a, who's a really good ball playing central defensive midfielder and and a young upcoming one if it, it may take a little bit of time to gel but if it gels that's a scary prospect of a team to to play against with like Darwin Nunes with a season under his belt Luis Diaz coming back Cody Gakpo with a season under his belt yeah, Mohamed Salah being Mohamed Salah, like, and um, and also, yeah, like Virgil Van Dijk now as captain, probably Canate going to be the, the the nailed on starter next to him. Yeah, and now Canate will, I think he's twenty four, twenty five now, should be entering his prime. Hmm. Trent potentially in that inverted fullback role, like, I'm worried about how good they could be. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, so, so. If you're gonna put so, us, uh, so you've got uh, you've got Arsenal winning the league, okay? Um, <laughs> I can't, I, I physically can't do it. Um, I'm gonna go rogue. I'm gonna say Liverpool, Arsenal, Man City, Man United. Okay, nice. That's wild. I know I'm gonna, I might get flamed for that one, but yeah. on the spot, that's what I've got. Yeah, I, I like, and I think you know, Arsenal, Man City, and Liverpool will be in the top four. I think United are the one that's a little bit. It depends on how good Rasmus Hoyland is. Yeah, and Onana. Yeah, and Anonese, he's had a few moments in preseason, and it also depends. Like they haven't signed centre back cover um, for Varane and Martinez. Mm. Yeah. So again, if if Varane like he did last year gets injured, they they're looking to sell Harry Maguire, and they've got Victor Lindelof. So it's like, who have they got if he goes down? Luke Shaw. Yeah, that can, that's a good stopgap for a couple of games, but it's not good if either of Varane or Martinez gets a long-term injury. Yeah, but the window's still open. So, yeah. But yeah, I, I definitely agree that they probably need some a bit more centre-back cover if they do sell Harry Maguire and, I also think, and McTominay to West Ham. Yeah, I also think that um, Ten Hag needs to figure out a way to play Garnacho and Rashford in the same team. Like I know they both love playing off the left, but you got to make them work in the same team because Garnacho at this point is 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 on the verge of breaking out if he's given um, uh, the, the the amount of minutes that he deserves. Yeah, he's 100%. he's the next big thing at United. Uh, all right, so that's the top four and the champions. Uh, next, we've got overachiever. I've got penciled in um, the toffees. <laughs> the toffees. Yeah, I think, I like um, yeah, I think we've made a few, like, astute signings. I reckon... Have you signed someone? Well, we've signed Ashley Young. Oh, yeah, right. Anyone <laughs> else? I think we have signed someone else. But we, we've held on to a lot of the pieces from last year. Anana, yeah. We'll sign... We, we will sign a striker, I, I believe, before before the the, um, the transfer window closes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, overachieving, you know, I, I think is going to be... Around mid-table. Not being in a relegation yeah. scrap. So, <laughs> and I just don't, I really hope that doesn't happen again. So, yeah, I, I do think Ashley Young's a good signing. I think we can, we'll, we'll sign a striker and, You've you know, kept and, and now and... Sean Dyche and, you know, we, we've spoken about, we think he's a good manager given time. I do think now he's had time to have his, you know, um, put his imprint on the team or whatever you call it. Um, I think we'll come good. 
And I also think I, I, I saw a quote the other day where it's like, oh, do you expect DCL to um, play like more than a half in preseason? And, and, he, and, and it was a really good comment from Dyche. He's like, no, 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 no. Like with the injuries that he's had, we, we're taking out as long as we want to get him right. We're not going to rush him into any more than he needs to be playing because these type of injuries that he's had in the past, I, I, we haven't dealt about it in the right way. So we're going to ease him, ease him, ease him, ease him back into a point until into he's strong enough and ready to deal with the workload that can last him the whole season and not have him in and out of the team. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's really smart. Um, and yeah, like I, I, I don't hate it. I, I, I don't think they'll be in a relegation battle, but I haven't got them as my overachiever. I've got Burnley. Uh, I didn't watch a whole lot of the championship last year, but from what I did watch and also from what I've heard from people who did watch the championship, they were like miles away the best team in the league, playing also like just amazing football. Um, I think Vincent Company's a really good coach. Uh, I think they've, I can't remember exactly who they've signed, but I remember a couple signings that they've made. I've been like, that's good signing. I think they're also rumored to be signing Sander Berger um, from mm. Sheffield, who... I remember liking watching when he played in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, Fuck, that's terrible for Sheffield if he goes. Yeah. Um, fucking struggle. So, yeah, I think, I just think there seems to be a buzz around them that that they'll not even be close to relegation, uh, like similar to how Fulham were last year. Uh, so, I, they, I, I, I'm, I'm jumping on the... I'm not sure. I can't really call it a bandwagon, but uh, yeah, there's, I think... There's a, bit of a, there's a bit of a bandwagon going there. But I think, I think, I think yeah, they'll be around 11th or 10th. Okay, true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That would be overachieving. Yeah. But yeah. No, I like it. Good pick. Underachiever. I've got um, Aston Villa. Oh. <laughs> I think, don't um, hate it. Don't hate I it. I think, obviously, they had a big, big bounce. Um, Under Unai. When Unai Emery, uh, Emery came in. But there was obviously issues there before. And you can, you can chalk them all up to... Steven Gerrard, but I reckon they probably run a little bit deeper there because there was issues before Steven Gerrard came in and had the bounce as well. Yep. Um, I think if you then add in... Um, if you then add in European football, mm-hmm. which they've got, um, and... They yeah, haven't actually I, I, got I, it. They haven't actually got it yet. They've got to play a playoff to get in. But, okay, true. But well, yes. if, if they've got European football... Um, I think they're just a couple of injuries to a couple of their key players away from from struggling again. Mm. Yeah, and also they've they've brought some big name players in in Pau Torres and Musa Diaby. How well will they gel? Mm. Also, Diego Carlos coming off a season long Achilles injury. Mm. Uh, didn't get to see him at all last year, and it's like, did, does he start two left footed centre backs with Diego Carlos and Pau Torres? Does one of them start with Ezri Conta? Does does Tyron Mings get benched? Mm. A lot of questions to be answered. Yeah. At Aston Villa. Um, I've picked a, a, another Claret and Blue club, West Ham. Uh, you, I know you can say they did shit last year, so them playing bad isn't necessarily like out of this, out of the realms of possibility. But I think for where they want to be finishing, even and, and they're in the Europa League, they'd want to be in the top half. Hmm. Uh, and they're, uh, how they go in Europe League is irrelevant. This is Premier League predictions. But like they'll want to be in the top half. West Ham fans see themselves as a top half club yeah. that's been in European football over the past few years and finishing in the top seven or eight in the past few years as well, outside of last year. But um, they've sold Declan Rice and brought in a Mexican guy I've never heard of, no, dis- no disrespect to him, and are looking to sign Harry Maguire and Scott McTominay. I don't see it. Yeah, I don't. I don't see it. I think they'll be bottom half again. Um, and I also think David Moyes is is on the sack radar. Yeah, uh, big time. If they have a very poor start to the season again, he could be. He could, he 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 could be one of the front runners for first manager to be sacked. Yeah, yeah. No, I I definitely agree with the pick. I think. Yeah, I, I definitely think they're going to be bottom half of the table, mm. and that's not where they want to be. I would say though. Getting Harry Maguire in seems like a good thing to me. Like, he's not going to be asked to do what he's been asked to do at mm. United. And I think when he's not asked to do that, he can be good. Yeah. But he's been asked to play out by the back, by Ten Hag. And yeah. he just does not... It any, ma- anywhere close to the... the, the, the um, I fully ab- agree. Ability to yeah, I, f- I fully agree. And, and that it might be the perfect restart for him. But I also think he's a player devoid of confidence right now. 
and all it takes is one or two errors at West Ham and then it's free fall. Yeah, true. But like, hey, I, I, I don't wish ill on the guy. I hope I hope he can turn it around. But yeah. I, and also, I know there's some people saying that Scott McTominay uh, would be better on a different, t- a different side. Nothing I've seen from him has said to me that he is going to be a game-changing player for a different side like mm. he is just a bang average midfielder that gives a defensive midfielder that gives the ball away far too many too many times for a defensive midfielder mm. uh and i don't think he's like you go from declan rice to him in central midfield that's not the answer yeah uh, it's not even it's and not they comp- struggle and they struggled last year it's a yeah. downgrade and they struggled last year so. yeah all right so uh underachiever west ham um uh all right <laughs> so now we come to the second award that i have yet to make my mind up on player of the season so, I've. So, keep in mind, last year, player of the season, Golden Boot, and young player of the season was all one man, um, one player, Erling Haaland. Uh, and, like, you could easily pick him again if he continues on his ascendancy. But part of me feels like, I don't know. He, I still think he'll probably win the. Uh, spoiler alert, I think he's going to win the Golden Boot. But if he yeah. win, whether or not he wins player of the season, I'm not, I'm not 100% sold. I, yeah, I still think he's going to win the Golden Boot. Um, but yeah, th- there's a chance that he's less prolific. And because he's set such high expectations in the first season, even if he scores like 25 goals in the Premier League, in a sense, like he, he might... Because he's burst onto the scene so much last year, that's why he had the sweep of the awards. But mm. now that he's set those expectations, it, it might be less of like a he's the player of the season. Especially because, I mean... He, I watched a little clip the other day where it was like some guy watching every one of Haaland's goals from last season. And yeah. a lot of them are not, you know, a lot of them got to do with... They're just poaching. Yeah, a lot of them have got to do with Man City being very good at putting the ball, like getting the ball to the touchline and cutting it back. Um, and take nothing away from how good he is at poaching. But, um, yeah, maybe it will be less of a sense like as he is the player of the season. I've gone with a bit of an outside pick and I thought of it on the fly, so I'm not sure how much I agree with it, but uh, I put Odegaard in there. <laughs> Interesting. I was thinking about him because I reckon he was in second or third for it last year. I just think now that we've got that many other stars around him, I'm not sure if he's going to shine as much. Mm. I think I think he'll still be very good week in, week out. He's never, he's never very poor, but I think he is going to be not not like a cog in a machine but he's just going to be like a, he's going to be a part he's going to be a very good part of a system yeah if you know what I mean I, I get the feeling that he'll be freed up a little bit with with, yeah, with Rice coming into the team and be able to do more of that thing that we saw him do so good for like a period last season where it was those late entries into the box and just scoring heaps of goals so yeah mm. And I think if they do win the title, he is a player in, in that role that he plays um, that will need to be very good. True, true. What's it going to be? <laughs> um, we can move on. <laughs> yeah, it'll come back to me. Come back to me. I, 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 Golden Boot, I've already said, is going to be Haaland. Um, even if he's not quite as good, uh, he's, I still think he's easily going to score more goals than anyone else. Um, the only person that come, I reckon is going to come close to him is Harry Kane, but... If he stays. If he stays. I actually kind of do think he will stay now. But, um, yeah. yeah. I've also got Haaland for the Golden Boot and Haaland for the Young Player I've of the season. I've got Saka for Young Player of the Season. Okay. I've, I, I, I think he was second probably to Haaland last year for it. I think he's going to be even better this year with less of the weight taken off him to be the main offensive threat. Um, and also just I reckon he's going to be provided with more opportunities to score with how I think even more dominant on the ball will be with the people we've brought in. Um, yeah. I also think uh, the signing of Jurian Timber, if if and when he plays at right back over Ben White, uh, will free him up a bit too. So yeah, I got, I got on Saka. Yeah, I, um, I had Saka as like a second for player of the season. So mm. yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, picking Saka. Uh, one to watch. So this, like I was saying to Wilbur Affair, this is a player that... May might not be like a break. Maybe is a pick is a, is a player that hasn't been really been mentioned more that you think is going to break out like a young player. Maybe it's a player that was not very good last year who you think will be better, or it's just a player who had a ha- sort of 
arrived and burst onto, but arrived on the scene last year. But I, you think will sort of take off this year? Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's it's a very loose assessment criteria, yeah. but I I think you, just, just you, you you get the feel. An under the radar <laughs> player to keep an eye on yeah. for to do very well this year. So I think in in category B or C that you just mentioned. So I've got two basically. What, what a bad player that's going to be good. No, nah, someone who was kind of on the scene but didn't quite burst. Yeah, is Garnacho. Yeah, he was up there for me yeah. too. Um, so I think that's one, and I'm going to pick two just because just because I can. Um, yeah. The other one who had a kind of. A, a low season last year because of the situation that he was in at Leicester and has now moved to a team that oh, I, th- I think he's yeah. going to yeah, be quite prolific at, is Harvey Barnes yeah. at Newcastle. No, I rate it. Yeah. Um, I've picked Evan Ferguson for Brighton. Oh, yeah, If they're going to maintain their ability uh, to stay where they are, now that Danny Welbeck is oh, past, is 31, I think. Um He's going to need to break out and be as good as he showed in flashes that he can be. I think he's... I'm not sure if he's even turned 20 yet, but if he is 20, then yeah, he's... Yeah, because you know. he was in and then he had a few injuries. Didn't yeah. He? yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, got the, he's got the profile, he's got the ability. It's just about whether he can turn it in and it's just about whether he can stay healthy and turn it into consistent performances because if he can, he'll be a scary prospect and, and um, up top with João Pedro... Uh, the sign, the striker they signed from Watford. Uh, Brighton will be a dangerous prospect with under De Zerbi. Yeah. Um, all right. And finally, before we go back to player of the season, my player of the season pick, we're going to go to the three teams we think are going to get relegated. Um, I haven't gone too out of the out of the way here. I've just gone Bournemouth, Sheffield United, and Luton. Uh, Bournemouth, I think they've got this coach in who apparently was really who was really good in Spain last year uh, after sacking. I remember what his name is now. O'Neill. Yeah, Gary. Um, but I, I just don't see it. Like, I, yeah, he can, like we've seen plenty of good good managers come to the Premier League and not succeed. Like, I, I just like the Bournemouth squad for me was was just just rode some sort of juju last year with that squad that they have. That that squad is not a Premier League level, uh, mm. and I think I think their their luck's going to run out and they're going to go down. And then Sheffield United and Luton Town similarly don't think they have Premier League level squads. Don't think that they're going to be kicking around for, 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 for very long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, yeah, the sacking of Gary O'Neill is just disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, I've got, yeah, Sheffield United in there, um, Luton Town, and I'll put Palace in there. <laughs> yeah, they could struggle so on the way. Yeah, I've, I've heard some rumours about Elise being on the way out. They obviously lost Wolf Zaha. They brought... Um, uh, what's the the fuck is Roy back? Yeah. Um, towards the end of last season, and they've kept him now. Yeah. I a, just I think it's a really move. not um ambitious. Yeah. Where's the Where's the vision to the future with keeping Roy? Like yeah. that makes no sense. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think they'll go so who, down. Who, who, but Bournemouth are probably yeah just as likely. But yeah, it's it's Sheffield, Luton, Palace. Okay. From bottom. Yeah, I, I considered Palace and Wolves. Um, I also had Wolves in there, but since you mentioned Luton, I, I put them in. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. Uh, I think Lopetegui is the only reason they might stay up, but I've also heard, like, I, heard, I was watching a podcast the other day and someone said, like, he he might not be the first manager sacked, but he might walk just because of how dire that situation is at Wolves. Mm. I don't see that happening. Uh, but yeah, I think they'll also be quite bad. Um, They've lost Ruben Neves. Yeah. <laughs> It's huge for them. Um, and lost Raul Jimenez as well. Not that he was amazing for them anyway. Mm. Um, yeah, look. Struggle. I think there's going to be a few teams that are not so great this year. Like, there's going to be a pretty, like, a bottom six, I think, of True. Crystal Palace, Wolves, Bournemouth, Sheffield, Luton, and... Was it Everton? No, it wasn't Everton. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe I was just thinking of a bottom five. Yeah, probably was just, oh no, and Forest. Sorry, I don't yeah, think Forest, Forest is going to be very good either. Yeah, if I did have Forest in the mix there for a little bit too. Uh, yeah, I think Forest will do just enough to stay up, but it won't be overly convincing. Uh, all right, so there you have it. Um, player of the season, shit. Um, okay, if I'm picking Liverpool to win it all, I kind of feel like I should pick a Liverpool player, but I feel like they're just going to be a really good like team. Yeah. Uh, no one's gonna like stand out amazingly. Um, Mo Salah. 
I'm going to go really... No, I'm actually not going to go that rogue. I'm not going to go that rogue. Go uh, rogue. Go rogue. <laughs> if he can play like as well but as... Don't he, say Darwin Nunez. As well, no, as, as well as he did in, in, in his semi-new role that he played in the last few games of last season, and he can keep that up and Liverpool are successful because of how good he is in that role, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Well, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, if if he does play in that inverted fullback role, yeah, no, I, I don't mind it, actually. I like it. I, I'd like to see as well. I'd like to see, you know, the haircut, the vice-captaincy, the, the 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 new role and I, him, and him bursting back on the set and being as highly regarded as he was. Yeah, I just think with a much more athletic midfield, two very athletic center backs now with Kanate and Van Dijk. Um yeah, hopefully Van Dijk sorts it out. Uh I just and like a just just a, just seemingly a general a general more lease of life in Liverpool. And like like the way this the way this whole pick on unravels is if Liverpool aren't as good as I think they are. But if they are going to be as good as I think they are, then I think he will be at the crux of why they are so good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is a really rogue pick. Um, uh, my my top four and my the order of my top four and my pick for the season are quite rogue. But hey, man, I I, I haven't Premier made League, a, the Premier League always throws up surprises. I right? haven't made a hot take in forever. So yeah. here we go. Here's my hot take. Liverpool are winning the league and Trent Alexander-Arnold is going to win player of the season. Yeah, it's good. You got to make you got to make you got to make hot takes. Oh, I feel kind of ooh. <laughs> ah. So yeah. So there go, you have go it. Go toffees. Uh, if I had to if I had to pick just one player for your one to watch that I can put on the graphic we're going to post on socials. Are you going to stick with Barnes or what was the other one you said? Garnacho. I'll Garnacho. stick with Harvey Barnes. Harvey Barnes, yeah, nice. I rate that. I rate that. Okay. Uh, yep. That's all from us. Bring uh, on the Premier League. Bring on the Premier League. Bring on the Women's World Cup quarterfinals. And actually, by the time we we'll, by the time we record, it'll be obviously the semifinals as well. And uh, yeah, um, just non-stop football action. We don't we don't rest. No rest for the wicked. Uh, but yes, if you've liked what you've heard uh, and you're listening on Spotify, be sure to follow us. Give us a five star rating. If by some miracle you're listening on on Google Podcasts, um, hello. Uh, <laughs> follow us on Twitter. Our follow, yes, uh, we've I've made us I've made us a Twitter account. Uh, we've only got one tweet so far, but I'm hoping the next tweet will be us posting this episode. So follow us on that. We've only got one follow at the moment, and that's me. <laughs> uh, but hopefully we'll have. I mean, I don't expect we we'll I don't expect us to have a heap amount of followers, but it's just nice to be a semi-active Twitter account. Makes us feel more official. Uh, and yes, of course, follow us on Instagram, 40yardswitch.pod. Do we have hashtags? What do you mean? We can start a hashtag yeah, on could. Twitter. <laughs> that's uh, pending. We'll see. That's a work in progress, that one. I can't think of one on the spot right now. But uh, yes, we'll post our predictions to Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and yeah, that's all from us. Goodbye.